the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the violence in Columbus continues. Two people were shot uh, last night by Centennial Park downtown, not far from police headquarters, just before 10 o'clock. Neither one of them died, both in stable condition. Uh, This brings to mind, uh, with me and I'm sure many other people, uh, who knew her, Olivia Kurtz's murder. She was at a dance party at Bicentennial Park a little bit over a year ago, uh, still unsolved. There are many homicides in Columbus unsolved. That's not the fault of the cops. It's the fault of a culture that is out there on the streets where those who know something, and there's always somebody who knows something, always someone who knows something, the culture of the street is uh, don't say anything. Uh, which brings us to story on the WSYX Channel 6 website. A group of community leaders, excuse me, community members, is challenging the street code of Columbus. They call it the Columbus Violence Reduction Group. They've launched a new strategy to stop violence in the city. They are hosting face-to-face conversations between CPD and members of various gangs and drug crews. I like this. This sounds a lot like Jim Brown, the late Jim Brown's, AmeriCan program in L.A., where he reached out to gang members and I think did some good things out there. Crime You're never going to wipe crime out. But at least this is a group that understands that most of the violence in Columbus, whether it's prostitution, human trafficking, car thefts, murder, armed robbery... This group understands that most of that is under the umbrella of gang activity. And they're trying to bring gang leaders together with Columbus police. This I know from talking to uh, some of uh, Columbus Police Department's leadership. They're never surprised when something happens and they trace the person who did it Back to the person who has influence over them. They know the bad. Pe- they know the bad people in town. They know the influencers. They know the people who have other people do their bidding, so that the person who orchestrates everything's hands stay clean. And yet, when's the last time you heard Andrew Ginther, the mayor, talk about gang violence? When's the last time you heard him talk about funding an initiative to take care of the gang issue in Columbus? Does Shannon Harden, city council president, talk about that? Does Zach Klein ever talk about that? No, because their fear is if they talk about gangs, people will hear, oh, you're talking about black teenagers. Oh, oh, now you're criticizing the black family. Oh, mm, you're going to do that. Might affect the number of votes you get. So they're never going to start talking about that. Uh, Molly Robbins is the director of Columbus Violence Reduction. She says, once we start working with the men that choose to participate, the support and the outreach in the community moral voice, we work together to give them an out. They invited 30 gang members to a meeting on Tuesday night, 17 of them showed up, which I find that interesting, don't you? If you're a gang member, what's your perception among the people that you circulate with? You're like the top dog, right? 
you're a, I can't say it, bad fill in the blank. But yet they're going to this initiative, which is kind of an olive branch for them to get out of the life that they're in. One of the people who spoke was a former gang member named Dana Brock. And here's the quote from Dana Brock. I wanted to tell them that being at that pivotal moment in your life is where you have a choice to make, where you want to continue down the wrong direction and end up incarcerated, or God forbid, in a casket, or the opportunity to do something different in your life. And CVR, that's this Columbus Violence Reduction Initiative, not so shockingly, is saying the exact same thing that I have said for years, that it is a small group within the Columbus area that is generating the largest amount of violence. 0.05% of the people, not 5% of the people, not 5% of the people, 0.05% of the people, five one-hundredths of 1% which, of course, mostly involves local gangs and drug dealers. So I applaud that initiative. I wish the mayor would get behind it. I wish he'd put some economic muscle behind it. Wouldn't hurt if the police chief showed up. Although, you know, I don't know. she have a uniform she can wear out, or just the ripped jeans that she wore to the short north when the violence erupted down there? Before they closed down the food trucks and, you know, totally shut the violence valve off because those food trucks, they're... They're precipitating all the violence in the short Oh, man. Sometimes when I say out loud what this city contends is the cause of the mayhem in this town, it's so ridiculous I can't keep from laughing at it. It is just so utterly ridiculous I can't keep from laughing at it. And you just keep on voting for him. He's running for a third term. He's going to win it. You know he is. Will he even have a Republican challenger? Got a challenger in the primary, but he doesn't have a Republican challenger yet that I know of. Ay, 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 ay. All right. I'm going to take my win today on affirmative action. I'm waiting for the ruling on the student loan forgiveness. I'm waiting on that ruling because there's no way that's going to fly. And the Democrats will take this as, oh, the weaponized court, the court, they're illegitimate. And by the way, Chuck Schumer had a reaction today to the overthrow of affirmative action. He says it puts a giant roadblock in the march toward racial justice. Well, you know, Chuck, if you really were committed to racial justice and affirmative action, like, seems to me there's an awful lot of white dudes in the Senate. Maybe Chuck could step aside and give his seat to some black man or woman from New York. That would raise the racial... Make up of the U.S. Senate. I mean, you know, put your uh, put your resignation where your mouth is, Chuck. Doubt that's going to happen. Doubt that's going to happen. Have you noticed in the national media coverage of the IRS whistleblower who appeared last night on special report with Brett Baer, have you noticed the subtle way the mainstream media is disparaging the worth, the value, the authenticity of what IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley has to say about Hunter Biden getting, Shapley said last night, $8.3 million from China, Ukraine, 
and I think it's Bulgaria. Bulgaria or Romania. I get the two mixed up. I don't know why. The way they are disparaging Gary Shapley is not to say, well, this guy sounds like a partisan hack. I mean, he's he doesn't sound like a partisan hack. He sounds he sounds just like what you'd think an IRS agent would sound like, like a bulldog, like a smart, numbers-crunching, investigative, purposeful, measured, targeted bulldog. That's what Gary Shapley sounds like. And he was directing the Hunter Biden investigation. And he's got a lot to say about what Hunter Biden got away with and what Shapley and his investigators under his command were not allowed to do. So they got to find a way to disparage Gary Shapley. So how are you going to do that? It's very subtle. Find a headline in the mainstream media about Gary Shapley and look for this. Are there quotation marks around the word whistleblower? Or is there a precursor to the word whistleblower, so-called, so-called whistleblower. See, when you put something in quotation marks, it's like, sure, sure, he's a whistleblower. Yeah, sure. Some whistleblower. Did they do that about uh, the whistleblowers who tipped off people in the U.S. government about Donald Trump's phone call to Ukraine that resulted in his Impeachment? Were those people mm, so-called air quotes whistleblowers? No, of course not. Of course not. Because they were blowing the whistle on people who needed to have the whistle blown on them. But Gary Shapley, hmm. Better show some scare quotes before that whistleblower status. Well, we'll let you judge for yourself. Next, you will hear Gary Shapley chatting with Brett Baer, articulating the ways that he was blocked the disparity between what Merrick Garland says about Shapley and David Weiss, the Delaware state attorney, having carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to do. You can judge for yourself. Courage comes in all forms. There's courage of what I saw today online. Police body cam footage, the law enforcement officer at the outlets in Texas who was talking to a family, and then he starts to hear gunfire, and he gets in his cruiser, he calls in the shooting, he grabs his rifle and sprints to where the shooting is taking place. He had to follow it. He's a long way away. He ran and ran and ran and ran. Wait for this criticism, okay? Because I'm watching this video, and at one point he starts walking, and you hear how heavy he's breathing. I guarantee you somebody's going to say, well, he should have kept running because people died because, you know, he didn't get there as fast as he could have. He was walking so he could preserve his breath so he could fire accurately when he confronted the shooter, and he did. And he took the shooter down from an amazing distance. What a hero this guy is. That's one form of heroism. But there are many forms of heroism. It doesn't always require something like that. You're not always asked to do that. Sometimes you're asked to do heroism in a different way, which is to stand up against authority and to imperil your career for the right reason. That is the kind of courage being exhibited by Gary Shapley, the IRS whistleblower, without air quotes, because he is a real whistleblower. Gary Shapley was heading the investigation into Hunter Biden until he wasn't. 
till he was pulled off the investigation. And during the course of investigating Gary Shapley and all the people under him who were investigating, another one of whom has anonymously come forward as a whistleblower, well, they were on the trail of Hunter Biden and a lot of money, too. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Hunter Biden got $8.3 million, Gary Shapley said, from all his various assorted, likely illegal foreign business enterprises. Burisma was paying him $50,000 a month. That's only $400,000 a year. Where did the other $7.9 million come $7.9 million. So here's uh, Gary Shapley last night uh, talking about Hunter Biden's cash windfall, which apparently traces to nothing beyond the fact that he was uh, the winner of the genetic gene pool. That was around $8.3 million he received. From who? They came from, from China, from CEFC, came from Ukraine and from Romania. And, um, you know, even, even the Burisma money, and, and, and it's kind of an aspect that we didn't get into, but um, the 2014 and 2015 tax years when the Burisma money was coming in, I mean, to this day, um, um, there's still around $400,000 of unreported income from Burisma in 2014. Hunter Biden was told by his partner, Eric Schwerin, that he needed to amend his returns, and he never did. So D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office declining those charges, David Weiss requesting special counsel authority and being denied, and then the statute of limitations then expires in November or December of 2022. So those years are gone, and there's no way to recoup the, 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 the money from that Burisma income. Convenient, isn't it? that the investigation took so long that some of the worst violations by Hunter Biden could no longer be charged because the statute of limitations had expired. Uh, Brett Baer had a question at one point. Uh, What about Joe Biden? Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, You know, there were definitely hindrances that I've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through on investigation of, uh, of, of, of any other individual to include President Biden. Hmm. Well, uh, what did you come up with? I mean, Hunter Biden did plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors. Uh, was that all that Gary Shapley and his people could dig up, given the interference that they had to deal with even after being hindered in our investigation the evidence that we collected during it still met the elements of the criminal violations and and everyone uh, 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 participating agreed that document went forward with everyone's concurrence and yet results in this deal yeah yeah hmm I wonder how soon we're going to get an identity on the second whistleblower or how long before we're going to get additional whistleblowers? Because the most explosive accusation at this point, and I will talk about this with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio when he joins us at 1205, because Matt worked in Homeland Security. Matt has, thankfully, escaped the swamp of Washington, but he knows how the swamp in Washington works. And here's what I am trying to figure out. Gary Shapley says that David Weiss the state attorney for the U.S. attorney for the state of Delaware, that David Weiss 
wanted to charge Hunter Biden in the jurisdictions where Hunter Biden committed major tax crimes. Washington, D.C., California. David Weiss, in an October 2020 meeting with Gary Shapley and others, according to Shapley, David Weiss said that he was being blocked from bringing those charges in Washington and California because Weiss is the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He would not have charging authorization in those jurisdictions. I was there and I witnessed this personally. And he started with he's not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed or not. Not the deciding person on whether charges are filed with Hunter Biden. That's correct. Who was? So ultimately, this, if you follow the path of where the venue leads you, they went to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office in March of 2022, and they presented this case to them. Were there charges filed in D.C.? Shockingly, no. Where, and it's probably coincidence, the electorate of Washington, D.C. voted for Joe Biden 90% to 10% over Donald Trump. California, what's the breakdown out there? We don't even put California in a category where a Republican can even think of winning it. So in two Democratic jurisdictions, if Hunter Biden is smart about anything, it is that he not only is very good at taking videos of himself, having sex with hookers and snorting blow off their bellies, but he also is very good about, probably coincidentally, committing his crimes in the right jurisdictions where it would be very hard to get the attorney in charge to charge him in those areas. And because David Weiss, the Delaware U.S. attorney, says that he was blocked from charging in those jurisdictions, there's a conflict when Merrick Garland, the head of the Department of Justice, says, no, no, he's got to do whatever he wants. He's got to. He has more authority than a special prosecutor. Why don't you make him a special prosecutor so he doesn't have to get permission from the local attorney to file charges? Well, he has more authority. Like, I say he has more authority. So there's a conflict here between what Garland says and what Weiss supposedly said that Gary Shapley claims he documented in an email the following day to Congress. Hey, met with David Weiss yesterday. He says he's not in charge of the investigation. And people are portraying this as either Garland's right or Shapley is right. And that there's no wiggle room between the two. Well, I'm smart enough to know that Merrick Garland might be a lot of things, but stupid isn't one of them. So I want to talk with Matt Mayer next about how Merrick Garland threads the needle with his words to not expose himself. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.